Welcome to the Infinite Human Talk Show with Elizabeth Monroy. Over the next hour, you'll learn how you can become part of the new consciousness renaissance by evolving yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, and socially to embrace your true divine infinite nature and become an infinite human and co-creator of the new infinite earth. Now, here is your host, Elizabeth Monroy. Hello, you divine... Hello, you divine infinite human beings. You're all that is, ever has been, and ever shall be. And welcome, welcome, welcome. We have an amazing soul with us today. I am so honored. And I'm sorry I'm a little bit late today because I'm in uh, Italy and we had daylight savings times. But we're here and Jay Widener's here. And um, and we're going to have an amazing, amazing uh, talk with no breaks today. So, um Let's just take a moment to center ourselves, <laughs> me too, and ground ourselves, breathing in the two most powerful words that ever existed and ever were uttered. I am, breathing in I am, and exhaling peace, and breathing in again, I am infinite, 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 and breathing in I am, infinite love, infinite source, infinite truth. And just let that spark of divine infinite source ignite inside of you, knowing that you are infinite and you can discern and think for yourself and decide what is true. So I always say, don't believe anything I say. I'm not here to convince you. I'm just here to spark that memory of truth with inside of you, to awaken you from the dream spell into, and I hope these words just trigger you to, uh, to, to wake up to how powerful you are and to do your own um, thinking and research on your own. So uh, just to recap, we've been talking about the true history of our planet, which is immense. So I want to kind of put that into perspective, and then we'll bring Jay in here who can punctuate it with uh, so much wealth, his wealth of knowledge about disclosure. But um, I just want to kind of get over, I know a lot of people have trouble, and we're going to bring David Icke on here just even talking about aliens, but we did some disclosure on our last, uh, you know, and, and this is kind of developmental, about the fact that, yes, there are arcana, yes, there are aliens, guys, get over that, because it's even bigger. I've got a deeper plot, which um, Katie um, Oshia Nakti, the author of Waking and Elania, talked about, about how our whole time matrix, basically, which is, you know, a, a universes, five harmonic universes, has been infected over 260 billion years ago by a parallel following a fallen universe. All right. And these are parasitic entities. You can just say we call them fallen angelics, negative aliens, archons, whatever you want to call them, but they're parasites. And because they cannot feed from source anymore, they have to parasite off of living conscious, you know, matrixes, energy sources, us. And they infected our time matrix, which created a huge fall. And this culminated in 250 billion years ago with the with the fall of Tara. And then we talked about Tartarian um, with Ian Parks about Tartarian architecture that has technology that is that is healing to us and is beyond our current technology. So I want you to just know that we were at, at one time, 
you know, 12 stranded divine angelic infinite human beings, which have been tampered with to be fed on, to set the stage for all this. And if you, if you don't have to believe me, but we're going to talk about how this information has been hidden in plain sight through Hollywood, through the media, and hopefully carry it on if we can onto blue beam steering. I want to get to that if I can. So welcome, welcome, welcome. And let me just give you um, a real quick rundown on Jay, who is an alchemist. He's an extremely um, awake um, intelligent and evolved soul. And he is a host on Gaia. Um, I saw him because I think the best thing on Gaia is his um, show called Decoding Hollywood, the two J's. And I've just followed that and wrote about it in my book. And, um, and basically what we're going to get into is, you know, how Hollywood, you know, which means actually Holly is a, is a stick. It has, it's a magic wand. So we're going to talk about how, the magic of Hollywood, okay, has actually, and I define magic as focused energy to achieve an end result. And so we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about Jay, who coined the phrase, which I love, um, you know, if a picture's worth a million, uh, a thousand words, a symbol's worth a million. So here he is. He's a director of many films himself, a filmmaker, The Last Avatar. And um, he's Wired Magazine. This is his bio. He's a renowned filmmaker, author, scholar. Um, he has written, he has directed several films, The Last Avatar, The Ultimate Trip, Journey Beyond Death. And he is probably the most, um, you know, knowledgeable and intuitively uh, attuned to Stanley Kubrick's work in his mission in life and, and, and what's going on behind the scenes with him. We want to touch on that a little bit more. And, um, and uh, well, I, I'll just go get on since we have such short time. So welcome, 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 Jay. I hope that gives you merit to all your accomplishments. Thank you for being here so much. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. <clears throat> okay. So, well, um, do you have something you want to start with, or would you like me to go ahead and just dive in? Dive in. Okay, great. Well, um, I, I would like you to, uh, if you don't mind, just kind of bring about, um, you know, do you think there's preemptive programming in, in, in the movies, and how has it been instrumental in creating our concept or perception of reality well yeah i think that early on the um uh the um the controllers or the mafia whatever they are mm -hmm. uh, realized how powerful movies were movies were not created movies were actually created by really um three people uh D.W. Griffith, Charlie Chaplin, mm -hmm. and um, I'm going to forget her name, the beautiful woman that was in all the movies. They started, um, yeah, they started um, United Artists. Um, and um, they created movies. And then the, um, the Kazarian Mafia recognized how powerful movies were. And so they moved there um they went to the west coast from the east coast uh because they wanted to get away from edison who was charging them 
uh, a fee for every time they used his cameras and projectors because he invented them. And um, and they could get away uh, from him there. And also they had eternal sunlight uh, in, in Southern California. So they would build sets that were, because electricity was very expensive. They would build sets that would then shoot in the daytime and with open air, because it doesn't rain in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And they would uh, very rarely. So they could use, you know, the, the open air sets. And then they... At first, they were just doing it for money. Uh, but then they realized the propaganda value of it. And then they started changing, especially when the talkies came in the 30s. They um, realized that um, this was an immense tool for public manipulation. And they began changing us. The movies changed us. And they're magic. Movies are actually the ultimate form of magic. It's also the ultimate art form, I think. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you're sitting in the theater, a whole bunch of people, and there's a light flickering on the wall, and you're watching it, and you're all laughing at the same time, and you're all crying at the same time. And um, that. Well, it's a spell. It's a spell they're casting over you. It's MK Ultra mind control without the trauma, perhaps. Ritual yeah. magic. There is trauma. Yeah. That's what it is. And um, to this day, they've, you know, used it as a very, uh, uh, a way to influence us and make us into um, what they want us to be. And so I became a filmmaker to make films that would do the same thing, but in the opposite direction. That would open you up. So I realized how magical it was. And then I'm like, you're not going to be the only ones to get to use mm-hmm. this magic. I'm going to use this magic too. And so that's why I became a filmmaker. And um, I believe that, I truly believe that the the work that I did at Gaia and the films that I've made have had a tremendous impact on uh, the world because I've lived long enough to see that all mm-hmm. of a sudden languaging and everything is changing to... Uh, a, a more, well, what you were saying at the beginning, which well, people are now beginning to understand that they're living in this larger sphere mm-hmm. and that the sphere is that they have an influence on it. And yes. So- and, and, and I think really the point of the whole Infinite Human Talk show and my life's work, and I'm sure your life's work is to, first of all, you know, I want to show kind of the strings behind the marionettes, you know, so we know what they're trying to do and then clear the way. I really think it's time that, that I really feel like it's coming to an end. And I, I and I'm, yeah. we're doing a show coming up about the two different timelines so people can choose wisely. But I do feel like we're in the midst of what I call a new consciousness renaissance where artists and poets and writers like you, like me, like other people will finally be able to get our voices out there and heard and, and create this change. Because when you feel the, when you hear the truth, it may, I don't know about you, but it makes me, it heals me. It makes me feel good when I hear you saying this and I go, Oh my God, I'm not crazy. You know, it's like being a child of a alcoholic parent or a sexual abusive parent and they say there's nothing wrong with your husband your father your whatever 
So we can't hear, heal in lies. So it, with that said, would you mind just kind of touching on the AI agenda, the transhumanization agenda, I think. I wrote about it in my book, The Infinite Human, that's been underlined. And I just watched you know, your, your um, comments, which everyone should see, this decoded uh, Hollywood, with uh, you know, Blade Runner, AI, and, and what Kubrick was trying to do. And I'd like to also get your opinion, which didn't come up in your show about what you think Kubrick would have done if he had lived to finish AI, his version. Well, his version was way different than, mm, um, I bet. than Spielberg's. <laughs> and um, I, uh, I've got to be careful here. Um, it's okay. So we're he, not live screaming. You can say whatever you want. Uh, on he gave uh, so he gave Steven Spielberg the script mm -hmm. to AI. He clearly did because uh, um, well, I just know. I just know because I talked to people that yeah. knew Stanley yeah. very well. And um, mm, I think that might have been the end of the road for Stanley. If you know, what I, I mean. agree. I wrote that in my book. I call him yeah. Steven Spielberg, Spell Spellborg. And I think um, it, a lot of people think it was eyes wide shut, but I think it was AI because I think he was going to totally spill the beans in that. He was, what it was going to be was uh, AI. It was going to be the end of the line. He was going to put out eyes wide shut in 99, and then he was going to put an AI in 2001, celebration of his most famous film. And, mm -hmm. and that's when it came out, but it didn't come out by him. It came out by Spielberg who which, utterly yeah. destroyed the original concept, which was incredibly interesting because, um, uh, well, what happened to me was I, I wrote an essay in 1999, right after Stanley died, called Alchemical Kubrick, and it got like 20 million hits on the biggest thing I ever done, really. And um, I got a call, no, I got an email, from an anonymous person who said, I worked with Stanley, I was one of his assistants, and you wanna to talk to me? And I said, yeah, of course. So um, we, we got on the phone and he wouldn't tell me who he was and I didn't ask, I just wanted his information. And he told me that, um, that uh, the uh, Warner Brothers hated Eyes Wide Shut and that they were uh, really angry at Stanley for it. But he said that, um, because, um, no, wait, this had to have been around after about 2001 is when this phone call took place. And because it was after I, AI came out and I asked him about AI, I said, is Spielberg honest with the uh, script uh, that Stanley wrote? And he says, no. I said, well, what, what do you mean? And he said, well, um, Stanley was interested in another kind of uh, AI. And I was like, what's that? And he says, well, you know, Ask yourself this question, who would really want a 12-year-old boy that lives con uh, forever as a 12-year-old? Mm. And I said, you know, would a woman really want a replacement son of a 12-year-old that never ages and never goes to college, never has a, a wife, never has kids, never gives her grandkids? Do you really think mm. that's what they want? I was like, well, no, but I can think of somebody else who might want to have a permanent 12-year-old boy. And he said, exactly what the movie was about. I went, whoa. Yeah. Well, no wonder they 
suppress the film. And Well, I think it ties into what we've seen just recently in what I call the scamdemic. You know, I, I'm pretty much red hole, red pill enema here. And the whole transgender, you know, that, that he was trying to, Kubrick was trying to warn us about in, you know, the space odyssey, because he, how, how is the name of the, in the Nahagamadi of the archons of this demiurge of these negative aliens or parasites, whatever you want to call them, that were artificial intelligence and that have, and according to Ashiana Dean, which I refer to a lot because I think she has one of the most, um, you know, in her Voyager 2 book about all the, all the entities, because there's so many factions and they're just Gestapo families that war <laughs> against each other. But they've used this artificial technology to create slaves, you know, drone uh, like the Borg we saw, you know, right there in um, in, in the Star Trek franchise. And also, you know, um, they've been trying to maneuver through artificial interfering with our divine technology the whole time universe into their fallen matrixes you know they can move planets they have so much artificial stuff so i think he knew that and that's what he was he wanted to, to share you know i mean i don't know <laughs> what do you think uh well you know well i think we have to really come to grips um with the idea that there really is a um <clears throat> very dark satanic force at work on the earth and that um, they've successfully hidden themselves uh, from us. Um, but they have been practicing forever. The things that are now becoming popular, um, like transgenderism, they love to dress their boys into girls' dresses and their girls into boys' dresses. And this is what they do. And we, we're, if you're not if you're not familiar with it, then you don't understand it. And I've only <clears throat> become familiar with it in the last few years because I forced myself to like read their literature. And I discovered, you know, like I was reading, um, uh, uh, what was it called? Uh, Babylon by Kenneth Anger. Um, what's a, it's a book that Kenneth Anger was a, a guy who lived in Hollywood. And, uh, uh, um, and he, uh, like in the thirties, he's still alive, I think. And, uh, he's like really old. And he wrote a book about Babylon called Hollywood Babylon. And they were cross dressing and there was, uh, you know, uh, there were, everybody was gay and the whole thing was a satanic milieu. Hollywood yes. was in the thirties and it still is. And um, yes. when I went to Hollywood, I met um, this really gorgeous woman. She was about, uh, we were the same age. So she was 24 when I, uh, we were, when I was 24. And um, she went, we did have a sexual relationship. It was just platonic. She was like so beautiful that I could just stare at her all day long and not even have to <laughs> talk to her. But uh, she was an actress and she came from Ohio, I think it was. And I was from Nebraska, so we kind of shared this kind of Midwestern, what the hell's going on around here? Yeah. Right. And um, she uh, she moved up. She moved up the ranks like fast and because of her beauty. And um, and so we'd meet like every two or three weeks, have coffee and talk about the business and everything. And uh, one time she came to me and she said, well, this is the last time I'm seeing you. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She said, I'm going back to Ohio. And I said, oh, okay, uh, why? 
I mean, you're moved up the ranks. You're hanging out with the top producers and everybody wants you and everybody wants to have sex with you. And I mean, <laughs> you're at the top of the, your game here. Why would you cut out now? And she said, well, I went to a party in Beverly Hills and um, everybody kept talking about something going on downstairs. And I was like, I kept wondering what they were talking about. And then finally I asked somebody, I said, what do they keep talking about? Something going on downstairs. And he said, oh, yeah, that's where they're sacrificing the baby tonight. Uh, well, and, and, of, thank and, you for saying that. Yes, good. And she said, that's it. I'm done. You know, I'm, I'm out of here. She saved her soul. Oh, my God. You know, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. I, I also lived in Malibu for a while, you know, and had all my screenplays and, you know, I write all about, you know, it. And, and it's just, I mean, there's no way you can penetrate it, which it to me is the greatest crime because people like you, there's so many people that have want to use this industry or this medium and they just block it, you know, and they, and, and but what I think the solution is, as we all awaken, you know, as people listen to our, my voice, your voice, and we are experiencing a mass awakening, people are going to stop beating that with their, you know, seven they bucks, are. you know. Yes, I can't watch anything. I can't. Yeah, I'll, it's the end of Hollywood, and I'll tell you why. As, just as a practical business model, um, what happened is is that BlackRock and State Street and all these big investment firms they told the Hollywood studios that to forget DVDs, forget actually even putting stuff in the theaters. Um, forget network television, forget cable, just do streaming, forget all that other stuff. And so Hollywood voluntarily got rid of four revenue streams and chose one. And that one does not work. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because here's what's going on. And I worked at a streaming company, so I know what I'm talking about. Um, what we, what drove us crazy at Gaia was that people would join Gaia. We'd have a 99 cent first month, only 99 cents. Come on, join us. Everyone would join us. They watch everything. They would just cram everything into that one month and then they would cancel. And so we gave away all of our content for 99 cents. And now that customer is gone. And they do, and I do it. I do it with Disney. I I, I sure. joined Disney last summer. I joined it, joined it for one month because they gave me it for three bucks, two ninety nine. I joined it. I watched everything I wanted to watch in that month, and then I dropped it. Mm -hmm. And and, and the, there's there's no way this business model is going to work. And um, so let me get rid of this Facebook. People keep messaging me, and um, so. Uh, um, that's good. That's giving way for yeah, you know, entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs. <laughs> okay. So um, my new film, JFKX, all right, Solving oh, okay. the Crime of the Century. Okay. I just put it out on Amazon Prime. It's making a crap load of money. All right. So okay. um, we have to stop doing things with them. We need to do everything ourselves now. We need, you know, that guy put out this song, uh, Richmond, North of Richland, Richmond. Richmond, north of Richmond. Um, it was a song. This guy's like 25 years old. He put out this great song about how evil and corrupt the government is. And it's 65 million hits on YouTube. Oh, and, wow. and then, and the, um, and then um, I can't remember who it was. Like one of the record companies, you know, calls him up and says, hey, we'll give you 8 million bucks. Sign up with us. 
And he's like, screw you. I live in a trailer with my dogs and I'm perfectly happy. Yes, right? exactly. I don't need your, your BS. And that yes. is that is significant. That's a significant sea yeah. change. When people say yes. to the, the money people, we don't want you anymore because yes. you're signing a pact with the devil. And I'm exactly. not going to do That's it. what Prince was trying to show us yeah. all, you know, well, and, and that, that they, they do it. That's what I write about is the black magic Babylonian, you know, curse yeah. is what ensnares you. And, you know, we don't need that anymore. We, we, we want, it feels much better to share from your soul yeah. and have creative freedom and expression. Yeah, so I decided I'm, I'm going to give a, a way, I'm going to do an alchemy, an in-depth alchemy course on YouTube and give it away for free. And I think that um, and everybody that's my age out there that has all this knowledge and all that, it, it's time to choke it out, dudes and, and girls. It's time to let it all out for free. Don't charge it. Don't have dreams of making millions of dollars. It's not going to be happy anyway. Just so yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, well, how can it. people get get in touch with you more through your website? Is that the best way? To, uh, uh, yeah, jwidener.com is the best okay. way to get me, and um, and I generally respond to everybody that tries to get a hold of me because you know I was helped. Uh, when I was in my 20s, I got help from my elders. Um, yeah. I was always the kind of guy that when I was in, you know, when I was 15, I was hanging out with 25-year-olds. And when I was 20, I was hanging out with 35-year-olds. Mm -hmm. And when I was 30, I was hanging out with 55-year-olds. And, you know, so I was always, I, I didn't want to hang out with people of my own age because they weren't very interesting. I always wanted to. And so yeah. I realized yeah. now that I'm an elder, that I've got to feed it back. And so that's what I do with JFKX. I got, yeah. Uh, I got a phone call from a really good friend of mine who's a famous filmmaker and, you know, it was a happy birthday call. And he's like, um, so uh, uh, you're, you're giving stuff back. Right. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm working with five uh, young people uh, who are filmmakers and I'm giving them all my knowledge and you're doing that too. Right. And I'm like, uh, I felt really guilty, you know, uh, no, not really. I'm hanging around watching TV and doing nothing. And he said, well, no, you can't do that. It's time to yeah. give it back. And he was right. And so, uh, I got, I, I immediately, I met, you know, this young guy named Ryder. Um, and he said he wanted to be a filmmaker. And I said, well, I've got a great idea for a film. And we immediately came together. We made a film for almost no money at all. Mm -hmm. And um, and we're using the money that we're getting to make more films. We're yes. not using it to go out and party and yeah, all no, that. No. We're not interested in that. And um, so that's what we all have to do. We all have to like... Yes give up the ghost. It's not going to happen anymore. We're in the age of Aquarius now. Piscean uh, values are drifting away. And um, thank God, because the age of Pisces was a friggin' nightmare. And, um, and, and it's time for, you know, uh, large centralized apparatuses are not going to work in the age of Aquarius. So large uh, filmmaking apparatuses or war-making apparatuses mm -hmm. or advertising apparatuses, corporate, they're all going to dissipate. Everything is going to go down to a smaller, more functional yeah. level, and we're going to be more localized. And um, and we have to, like, cannot, we cannot, there's two things that we cannot do. We cannot go into World War III, and we cannot accept the digital dollar. So we have yeah, to draw yeah. the line in the sand and say, no, you're not going to get our children involved in your useless 
wars, and no, you're not going to control us with your digital dollar. And yeah. that's all slavery, and we don't want to be slaves. And yes, these evil people that are at the top, they're more evil than you can even imagine. Yeah, that's what you have to understand. They're so evil. You know, that's I just wanted to ask you a question too, because one, I'm so glad you're sharing your wisdom and knowledge, especially, you know, well, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm close to you too. Our generation, you know, it's really, really important. And you know what? There's not that many people. And I just wanted to ask you, I mean, what is going on with all these actors dying? I mean, it's like a genocide. I know there's been so many people have died on the planet through because of the whole scandemic, and we're doing a whole show on that. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people are just being silenced or they just don't want them around to share their wealth of knowledge. Well, you had in Hollywood, you had to get the, you know what, you know? Yep. The you vaccination. Had you can Everybody see had to get it. All my friends in Hollywood were like yeah. so upset that they had to get it. And like, I don't want to do this, but they won't let me on the set. And, oh, and I, was like, well, wow. I was like, don't do it. I, was, I did. I said, yeah. forget working in Hollywood. Just don't do yes. it. You know? Yes. And, but they did it. And, and they all did it. Except for so one. many deaths. So many deaths. I mean, it's amazing. You know, you I mean, they try to What's so funny is in 2020, all the media talked about was how many people were dying when actually yeah. we weren't yeah. dying. The no. death rate was just flatline. And then in 21, uh, about halfway through 2021, because yeah. it yeah. happened, uh, all of a sudden the death starts. So in June of 2021, yeah. the death start. Not in 2020 when the pandemic, supposed pandemic is going on. Yeah. The death yeah. start until 2021 when something else happened. Something strange occurred about that time. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody started dying, and the death rates have not stopped. They're going up because they're trimming the herd. Exactly. But, you know, I mean, of course, I'm going to have the leader of the global 5G movement on, you know, but nobody ever is allowed to talk about that. And I, I, I'm here because I, I, I paid for this you know, channel just so I could talk because it feels so good to be able to talk because I had my blogs, my Facebook account, my YouTube channel striked, you know, but, you know, we're going to talk about that transhumanization agenda because there is CRISPR technology in that messes with the genome in those vaccinations and it does, you know, and I'm seeing it now, especially in America. Now, I live in a little fishing village in Sicily by choice right. because it, it is wonderful. On Earth. It is wonderful. When you're in Sicily, you just you go to a, a, a little tiny pizza shop, you know, and the food is like so good. It's like, so good. And I just, like, and it's so cheap. And I just, the farmers go everything. The fishermen bring it in in wooden boats. Right. Oh, I just go down. Jealous. And it's wonderful. And I and I'm just renting, you know, I'm just renting for now a villa overlooking the Mediterranean for four hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, you know, so I and I say this to Americans, not ha ha ha, but we have to get simple again. We have to get back in harmony with the land. We have to, you know, go swimming in the sea, go swimming in the hot springs. This is and then bringing it back to the story, too. I mean, stories are so powerful and Hollywood trash. As writers, you know, they just trash them. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. There's no respect for, for writers there. And I think we have to get back to to that, you know, and that's what well, I, was, I, was, I uh, it was a go, uh, I think it was a uh, Goldwyn, 
I think Goldwyn was talking one time and he said to somebody, uh, this, he was the owner of MGM, and he said, um, we have to make sure the writers never understand how powerful they are. Yes. I mean, and that's it. I mean, without the writers, you've got nothing. And so mm -hmm. they just constantly stomp on the writers. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to be gentle here, but I, I have to say that I was really treated badly all the way through my career, uh, constantly getting ripped off, constantly uh, being tricked into giving away stuff. And, mm. um, and uh, you know, I don't resent it because I let it happen, but uh, it did happen. And uh, it was sure. horrifying. And when I look back in retrospect, I, I, I realize how freaking evil those people were. Yes. I mean, you know, well, I, I wanted to just, um, you know, to wind up here. Uh, I just watched, you know, Wag the Dog last night and, right. you know, talking about kind of bleeding into this whole, you know, narrative, how to create stories and how powerful the, the wand, the magic wand is that directs your consciousness in the way what it wants to see. But yeah, have you seen, do you believe it's bled into what we call the news? You know, do you see? Well, it's very, it's very interesting that you bring that movie up because um so jfkx my new film opened in uh june 11th and um and since okay so the 50th anniversary of the kennedy assassination we didn't get any specials no movies no nothing there's really only been one movie made about the kennedy assassination it was jfk by oliver stone so we put the movie out it did really well i was surprised i did not expect it and uh, it's just go to Amazon Prime and type in JFKX, and okay. um, uh, and then about uh, six weeks later, um, Nat Geo and um, Hulu announced that they're doing a whole uh, documentary series on the JFK assassination. Uh, and when they, I watched the trailer, the trailer was clearly uh, created to refute my movie. My film yeah. clearly. I mean, it was one, and then um, two weeks it. ago, Barry Levinson, the director of Wag the Dog, announced, and he hasn't made a film in years, announces that he's working with the top screenwriter in Hollywood, David Mamet, and the top star of Hollywood, Al Pacino. And what are they doing? My God, they're doing a movie on the JFK assassination. Mm -hmm. uh, here's the guy that did Wag the Dog, where the director named Stanley fakes a vent for the CIA and pays for it with his life because he really wants the, everyone to know that he did it. Yeah, right? yeah. Creates yeah. a war. fake war. <laughs> yeah, what's going yeah. on? Right? Wow. And, and so, it, I mean, the. It, it makes me happy to know that a film I made uh, is getting this kind of a response from the intelligence community. But if are you, they refuting what you said or are they support? They're refuting it. Yeah. Well, that shows you how powerful you are. You know, it's funny when I came out with my book, the infinite human, that was when Mark Wahlbang came out with the book with the movie infinite. And it was the total opposite. Cause I was saying we're infinite because of our internal divine organic technology. And they were trying to remember past lives by going into this med bed, you know? So oh, it's yeah. like, you always keep an eye out and they're always putting the, the, the bad copy, the archonic copy out, you know? That's funny because the big, my biggest hit movie of all outside of JFK 
is infinity. Uh, uh, um, yes, yes, that's right. Yeah, and uh, that came out about 2007 or something. No, no. Yeah, 2007. And um, uh, and that became my big, and it was about, you know, how we are infinite beings and it, we go on and on. We're on the and, same uh, wavelength. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I hope you'll come back when we, again because I just, I've always have wanted to talk to you so much. I've been telepathizing with yeah. you and I quoted you a lot in my book and um, oh, I've really? read The Cross of Hindi. Yes. I, and I wrote a great deal about that in the whole ascension process. So you've been very much, um, very influential in my own. Um, I think, and we're all trying to kind of make sense wake up, wake up from the cold. And remember, you know, our true history and, and, and get a grip on what is real. And we all need to, to be talking and, and, and putting it together. So it's so important, these conversations. Um, now, let me ask you, what do you think about the blue blue beam steering because you know i've heard a lot that we're like living in a truman show and they're the next coming soon to the hollow theater around you will be like invasion of the aliens and i heard you say in another video that the archons need us to give permission to take control so do you think that that's that that is a staged events that that will come to pass or what do you think about that uh i think they've already used blue beam i think 9-11 was a blue beam I don't think there any planes hit any buildings. Um, oh, sure, I've, yes, I've seen, definitely. Yeah. I've seen the evidence and I've I've analyzed the video, and there's no way um, a, a plane is made out of light aluminum. It's very light because it has to fly. It can't cut through two feet of concrete and steel like a no hot knife through butter. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is um, a, a, a blue beam operation. You know, they they do it all the time. You know, um, but do you think they will try to? Um, you know, terrorize, you know, yeah. create a whole fake alien invasion just to yeah. have a heads up because I think people, you know, yeah. when you look out your window and you see spaceships kind of like Independence Day, you know, coming around the planet, you know, I think we need to be aware of that and not well, buy into it like we did with the whole scandemic. I hope people have learned something. No, they, they, what they've done is they've backed themselves into a corner where if they let down their guard, they will be found guilty of incredible crimes. So they can't do that. So then they have to keep going forward with all the um, nonsense, and that's what they're going to do. And so they're going to create one thing after another and it's they're just going to keep building it up and uh i don't believe anything they do i don't buy anything they say um they're all a bunch of liars and um <clears throat> and they're scamming us and that's what really pisses me off because um they're taking all of our our goods and using it for very ill purposes and so that that irritates me but at the same time, um, man, the truth is getting out in all directions. That's just incredible. It is. It really uh, is. It's truly a, a consciousness. It really is amazing. Yeah. Um, just just yesterday, you know, I, I got proven to me that the moon is not a sphere. It, it yes. can't be. And I, I got it proven to me in a way that absolutely makes physics sense. And so I'm like, well, then what is it, right? You know, so what am I looking at? I looked at the full moon last night. I'm like, what am I looking at here, right? I don't know what I'm. We're at. we're having David Ike on the show later on in February, and and you know he's certainly. 
Yeah, wonderful guy. But um, I hope I really want to bring you back. I think we're running out of time here. But is there yeah. any? Can you just you know mention again some of the things that we can learn more because there's you have such a wealth of knowledge and 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 we just really need to be know where to go to get that and and how to. To, yeah, to- uh, jwidener.com, and I have a show on YouTube called Reality Check. Just type in Jay Widener Reality Check, oh, and okay. um, all my free stuff is over on jwidener.com. My movies are over at Gaia.com uh, and on Amazon. I have about uh, 17, 18 films, and uh, my book is on uh, Amazon, uh, Mysteries of the Great Cross of Hyundai. And now, do you live in Los Angeles or where do you live? I live in Southern Colorado. I have a ranch. Oh, Colorado. great. Oh, okay. I was wondering, oh, my God, is he in there? No, I, don't, I don't live in that. I, I can live in there. I, my nearest neighbor is like a mile away. Oh, that's so I have, you know, it is. I have a ranch. I have animals. I grow my own food. I live a very peaceful life and I love it. I love my family, my dog, and, you know. Yeah, great, great. Well, thank you so much. It's been wonderful. And um, yeah, yeah. So please, I, I, you know, I'll reach out to you again later on because I'd love to have you back and talk about more of your what you're doing. Stay in touch with what you're doing. So, all right. All thank right. you so much. Bye. Okay. <laughs> and okay, we're just wrapping up here. And um, Please tune in next week when we have Eon Parks, who will be talking about this timeline split, this huge event that is happening, which is really going to, the positive thing is it's going to clear the way out for us, I believe, for, you know, people like Jay and and, and, and many creative um, people that have awarenesses, that have uh, information, that want to share creativity from their soul to finally get a chance to do it without, you know, all the parasites that have been taken in advantage of us. And, um, it, but it, it also is, is to make you aware of this whole, it, in the, the whole um, uh, artificial intelligence transhumanization uh, uh, part is part of that sp- spiraling down Fibonacci um, death spiral. <laughs> so you don't want to get on that. Okay. And if you do, things are getting really, really, really tough. And um, another thing, you know, about about I, he said something really beautiful, Jay, about just really giving it away, paying forward. And I think when you do that, you you don't have to worry about abundance. I know there's a lot of concern about marketing economies and money, but you know, I've had that experience. So all right. Thank you all so much for joining me. And I apologize for being late. We had this time shift between uh, Europe and America and I'm in Europe. So I came in a little bit late, but uh, we'll ho- hopefully bring Jay back again and have a little bit more time with them. All right. So thank you again. And, um, and, and please share this because it feels good to hear the truth, to express the truth, and to um, live the truth. And truth, uh, you know, heals. You can't heal in lies. All right. So ciao for now from Sicily. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Infinite Human Talk Show with your host, Elizabeth Monroy. We hope today's episode has inspired you to join the new consciousness renaissance and be the change by reclaiming your true divine infinite nature within and becoming an infinite human and a co-creator of the new infinite earth 
Tune in next week for another empowering episode. Until then, have an infinite week. from Elizabeth Monroy and Dr. Peter Monroy. Check out their latest book, The Infinite Human, an ascension guide for starseeds, twin souls, and awakening infinite humans, the co-creators of the new infinite 5D Earth. You'll also find many spiritual books to help both children and adults in their ascension back to home to infinite God source. Isn't it time to be part of the new consciousness renaissance? If this resonates with you, please subscribe to our website, at infinitehuman.com and become part of our growing infinite human family.